there, mortals of Universe 7. I'm Mysterious Jackson from the Mysterious Jackson Show. And well, what I'm going to talk about today, this one episode I'm doing, it's going to be a little personal. So, disclaimer, there's going to be some subject matter I'm going to touch on about my life that is personal. But I need to unpack it so I can heal. So if there's any people out there that are listening, this episode isn't going to be for you guys. If you guys want to listen to a more cleaner side of my podcast, go to um, my YouTube channel and uh, watch some of the cleaner stuff that I have. Okay. I was born September 13th, 1990 on a Thursday. And well, it wasn't just me. I had a twin brother, but he died when I was a baby. He died at think three days after I was born and well that took a lot on my mother because nobody especially a parent should have to bury their child especially when they're a baby they didn't really get to experience life we was only on the earth for four days And so, I understand that took a toll of her severely. And there's only three of us. There's me, my older sister, and my younger brother. I mean, I do have two sisters, but my second sister is on my dad's side. How you doing, Cookie? And, well, growing up, you know, it wasn't easy for me because I was born with a disability. The disability I have is called cerebral palsy, which means I can't walk very well unless I have equipment. So, like, if I try to stand on my feet, I fall down. And, well, that was hard for me because when people would see me outside, they would stare at me or question me and would say, like, Oh, what happened to him? Was he broken? And that made me feel like very awkward. And because that's really hard for me. Because inside, like that made me feel like inadequate and not deserving to live on the earth sometimes. Because sometimes when I'll be outside and I'll be just sitting there, I'll see um, kids walk around and play whatever. And sure, I can um, push my chair and move around and join them. But at the same time, I would kind of like to cherish, you know, walking on my feet and doing it. And so, you know, that was hard growing up with that and then as a kid you know people would tease me and pick at me because you know I, I was a kid and I was young and I was at that stage like if you, if you mess with me like I would get really upset and I hated that about myself but it wasn't my fault and 
You know, there's people that I grew up with and some people that are in my family that would mess with me about that. Maybe would just learn to tease me about it. And looking back on it, I wish, you know, I haven't gone through that, but, you know, it's my life. And then when, you know, I went to school, I had met this kid who was older than me, but we had built build a bond, but people would get us mixed up because our names were sim- similar, but for the sake of his name and privacy, I am not going to say his name. And for my own purposes, I'm not really going to use my real name because I don't like people, you know, really butchering my birth name. I mean, I won't, I won't get too mad, but it is a bothersome. But since this is, you know, a story about my life. I'll tell you where um, the stage name of Mysterious came from and all, but anyway, so me and Jesse grew up together and we built a bond because, you know, we like some of the same stuff. We like some of the same artists, and um, and um, you know we are both disabled, and he could relate to me in a lot of ways. And truth be telling you, the uh, the way we grew up with you know our parents, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me because you know dad walked out on us and you know like at a time I loved my dad but as I got older and I see what type of person he was I hate him I don't like who he is I don't love who he is I'm ashamed of him and one of the reasons why I mean because he wasn't he wasn't good to my mother he um, wasn't good to us, his kids, and um, he told me some things, and I said some things. I'm not really proud to talk about, but it needs to be said. When I would hang out with my dad and stay with him. He would try to, you know, give me advice on women, and it wasn't the best advice. I mean, my mom tried to give me advice on women too, and it wasn't the best advice either. But at least one thing I can say about my mom, there's actually a lot of things I can say about her that that are good. Like, you know, she's still here taking care of me and taking care of us and doing what she has to do, and I commend her for that. And, um, putting up with my bullshit, for one. I mean, because I've done some things I'm not really proud of. Things I've, you know, did to myself in the sense when I wasn't supposed to, um... Like, because I have high blood pressure and I have to watch my sugar intake. And I'm on a, a low salt, no salt diet sort of thing. And that's, that's hard because I can't eat what I want. And um, it really bothers me in a sense. And hard because, you know, even though blood pressure runs in my family, 
I shouldn't have gotten it. And if I could go back in time and stop myself, I would. Because not being able to eat the things I want when I want them, it sucks. Because I struggle with a lot regarding that. And it's not easy for me because sometimes, you know, I go through depression, I have anxiety, and I have multiple personalities and sometimes I um, struggle with that and a lot of things. But, yeah. And then when it came to women, it... It wasn't easy for me because both my parents, they would tell me to, like, have more than one. Like, my dad would tell me, even when I had a girlfriend, even when I was engaged, he goes, oh, you should go to the strip club and have sex and uh, have some clean love. Like, he was like, I can hook you up. And, um, I got offended with him because at the time of he was saying this, I was 12 years old, and he going to try to tell my mom that, uh, that I told him that I wanted it. And that wasn't true. He initiated it. And then, like, when I was old enough and I did have a girlfriend, um, my, both my parents, when they were, uh, in the same room together or hanging out, they would always tell me if one girl, um, if your main girl ain't acting right and doing what she's supposed to do, you go get another girl and, uh, you tell her what you want. And... I'm like, are, are you sure that's, that's okay? And, well, when I would question it, they got mad. He was like, oh, yeah. Well, you go ahead and be a, a, a dumbass if you want. Be a jackass and have all these girls make fun of you and uh, mistreat you. And then you'd be sad and I have to deal with it. And that hurt because a man should always know, you know, be faithful. At least that's what the movies taught me. And it it was hard because, you know, no kid, no good kid ever wants to disappoint their parents. So, there are times where, you know, I felt like, you know, if I didn't do this, I would, um, let them down and be a disappointment to them. And if not my mom, I didn't want her to be a disappointment to her, like, I could give two shits about what, you know, my dad thinks of me, because I don't really give a damn about him because okay when I was a kid I had a really huge Michael Jackson collection because you know I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson and his music cancel cancel me if you want but I don't give a damn the man's innocent it's been literally 12 years since he's been dead. And that man taught me what great music is. And, like, he influenced me, you know, to make my own music. 
to produce my own music. And like I'm influenced by um, other artists like Freddie Mercury, Biggie Smalls, um, Tupac Amaru Shakur, aka Rondell Jenkins, um, Big Daddy Kane, um, Nas, Heavy D, um, uh, and uh, Big Pun, and many others, and um, Ariana Grande, and there's other artists I'm a fan of, but like, as far as idols, they were, you know, the, the music musicians that I named, those were my um, heroes and idols. I have other idols, but not all of them are in um, the music business, but they have been in the entertainment business. Like, uh, Miss Bowman, Miss Elise Bowman, or as I call her, Sister Bowman. Um, she's the voice of Pan from Dragon Ball GT. Um, who is a really nice lady. I mean, she has done so much for me. She has helped me through a lot. She has helped me with my depression because, you know, she's got a show called Anime Adventures, which I recommend that you watch it. Um, she means a great deal to me. And she's my friend. And, like, I appreciate her a lot. And I really understand the talent she has. And I love what she's able to do. So, as I like to say, when I mention somebody that I look up to, how you doing? Ellie's phone. How you doing, Cynthia Grants? How you doing, Tiffany Michelle Mom? How you doing, Sean Jimmo? How you doing, Stephanie Nadali? And how you doing, Elizabeth Maxwell? Um, so, I respect all those people that I knew that I look up to and I love the work that they've done and um, they all helped me get through some of the struggles I had in my life when I thought about giving up and Do we think about it? Of course. And, and, um, it was a great deal for me because I feel like I made it because when I was in high school, that wasn't easy to get through and why wasn't it easy to get through I mean I come from a family of Christians and I wasn't always a Christian I mean I've tried it for a couple years but I've always known what I am and who I am and you know me you know being a Christian just wasn't working for me because it wasn't who I am. And I try to stay true to myself. Even though it isn't easy always being honest, I'll admit. But I've always known what I am and who I am. And um, when I came out as an atheist, it wasn't well received. Because 
I come from a, a family of Christians. And my mom thought my girlfriend at the time had something to do with it, which she didn't. Um, she is a Christian, and I had to, I had to do it. I had to, you know, finally stay true to myself. And then when I when I came out, and then people got wind of it, they thought I was confused or if I was being, you know, uh, influenced or possessed. I'm like, no. It's my decision. It's been my decision for a while. I mean, my late great-grandmother, she knew it. But each time there was a gathering, I I spoke at the gathering and said a prayer. And my grandmother loved that. And I loved it too. I loved the reaction I got. And each time each time I had spoke at the gathering instead of prayer I meant every word of it and I still do but you know I try to be true to myself and here comes the dark part and when I was at school middle school to be exact it wasn't exactly easy for me because when I first came there I got into a situation where I didn't need to be in but it was my first day and the situation was when I had got there there was these two criminals who were pointing uh, guns and stuff at these two um, women and I'm only 11 years old I'm only 11 years old and this, these two guys they were about like what in their 40s were trying to um, threaten to kill them and while they're too busy talking he couldn't see me come up and I um I whacked him and he dropped the gun and I threw the gun away told the cop and they had both got arrested and these girls I kid you not this girl this one girl named was bitchy and the other girl name was Eliza and oh my god she was horrible like I was forced to go out with her because her dad was the principal and he threatened to expel me if I didn't go out with her and I'm like well you're gonna have to expel me because I'm not gonna go out with your daughter when I'm only 11 years old your daughter is 16 and he goes well well we can't expel you because your mother will be having a bitch fit being all mad at me because you got expelled and I kicked you out so you're gonna have to suck up your fucking pride and uh deal with it um he's like I don't want to hear your shit I want you to grab your shit and go the fuck out with my daughter or you're suspended and I said well you're gonna have to suspend me because I'm not going out with your daughter your daughter is not nice she's not attractive and she's not even she's not even who she says she is and then so he got mad made me go out with her and then she got mad every time I tried to show her um, infection, affection and, you know, love and all that. And she would beat me up, but when I didn't show her affection, 
she got mad. And I'm like, every time I try to show you affection, you beat me up. And then, not to mention, you don't even call me on the phone when we get home. Like, like you always have some excuse. Like, you never want to answer the phone or you're never home. And then, and then one day, come to find out, she's not even straight. She's a full-blown lesbian. And the reason I found out is because one day, I go to the mall, and um, I come back, she is making out with her sister. Bitchy is Eliza's sister, and they're making out. I'm like, oh my god. That's disgusting. And it's like... And then... On Valentine's Day... She said she was gonna call me. Never did. So she goes to the Justin Timberlake concert. And... Tells... Justin that... um, I stood her up on Valentine's Day. And so... What does uh, what does Justin Timberlake do? Justin Randall Timberlake. Um, he made out with Eliza and then laughed about it. And um, that was devastating. So um, in true fashion, instead of getting her back, I had uh calls my best friend, uh, at the time, uh, Jennifer Val, who was someone I was in love with for a while. I mean, when I was seven, um, seven years old and she was six, um, I had to, you know, watch over her. And, because when we were in school together, everybody, everybody made fun of her, and because she used to talk like Kermit the Frog from the 70s, and so when I got to meet her and was talking to her, I asked her, why are you talking like Kermit the Frog from the 70s, and she goes, and I quote, she goes, well, I have a really high voice, and, um, I don't, I think you're gonna make fun of me if I, uh, use my real voice and, uh, talk like that, so that's why I'm talking like, uh, Kermit the Frog, I'm like, you really don't need to do that, um, just talk in your real voice, I'm not gonna make fun of you, she's like, are you really sure about I'm like, yeah. And then she goes, okay. So, we built the bond. She used to live in one of the leaves. And, um, I used to live downtown on, uh, Bassett Street, down on South Pearl. And we had built the bond, you know, and then when I was 13 and she was 12, she was my first kiss. And, um, well, and it was, you know, the night of the dance, like, nobody would dance to her, like, dance with her. And so I see, see, see her looking all sad and look like she about to cry, so, you know, I came to her, I'm like, yo, why are you crying? So she's like, nobody wants to dance for me, though. And I said, no, don't worry about that. So, you know, Michael Jackson's um, Trouble came on. And this was at a time when uh, the internet wasn't a thing. And, you know, you could either buy the uh, album at uh, Sandy's Goods, which was a record place. A record store um 
down on uh, Delaware Avenue, and there was a, a, a Cindy's Goods next to Caldor's. And so, well, somebody uh, had went to uh, Sandy's Goods, bought Michael Jackson's Thriller album, and it had 12 songs on it. Mine had 35. Because I ordered it from Sandy's Goods. And if you ordered it, you would have, um, you would have exclusive songs. Now, mind you, when Thriller was um, was made, there were 800 songs attended for that album. But, like, not all 800 or 60 or 70 or 50 or 80 are going to make it on that album it was intended for. Because an album can't be that long. But back then, it could have been because my Thriller copy had 35 songs on it. Songs included were This Is It featuring Paul Inka, This Is It featuring Michael without Paul Inka, and Love Never Felt So Good, Thriller um, Dance Mix version, which you can hear on the Escape version when it is, you gotta type in Michael Jackson's Love Never Felt So Good alternate version, and that's the Thriller version, and then it was Baby Be Mine, The Girl Is Mine, um, and he had both versions. There was an album version, and there was the one that had just Michael on it with the, um, the original lyrics, including the original demo one, and that was great. And other songs that included on there were, um, Someone in the Dark from the E.T. Storybook, but it was written for Thriller, but it was given to um, the E.T. Uh, soundtrack. So, um, that song was cut. Um, Carousel was on there, Human Nature was on there, um... What else was on there? Uh, Billie Jean long version, Billie Jean album version, um, Billie Jean remix, and um, PYT original version and album version. And um, what else was on there? Rolling the Dice. It was a song about um, gambling. And um, when a baby smiles, and what that is, it's just the original um, rap that he wrote for um, Baby Be Mine, but it also was a what if he had a baby in the 80s, because he loved kids and he wanted kids of his own, and he wanted kids of his own in the 80s, so that's why he made it. And he also scored a um, song. He also written a song called um, "Baby Is On Fire." And it doesn't actually mean when a baby was on fire. It meant what if um, a baby was born with a gifted to dance? And um, well, that album mean so much to me like all his albums all Michael Jackson's albums mean something to me but like the very first album of him that I got the very first one was uh Summer Love when he was in the Jacksons and then my second album that I got from him was the ABC album and the Dance Machine album like, there's a whole um, there's a whole dancing machine album, and there's an ABC album, um, and um, there is off the wall with the album songs and the original songs that didn't make the cut. 
And little known fact, you want to be starting something was intended for Off The Wall. But due to the fact that that song wasn't really disco, that song was cut and saved for um, Thriller. But like I said, not every song that is intended for an album is going to be on an album. But I digress. Um, yeah, so we're playing the music and they put the light on us and then, you know, she looks into my eyes, I look into her eye and then we end up doing it and we made up for more than three hours and it was really amazing because, you know, that was my first love and that was really special to me but then you know as time went on we had got you know separated and that really hurt me because you know she was somebody that was near and dear to me I mean and she still um she really does mean a lot to me because that was that was my first love and even though, you know, I'm hurt by that. Like, I couldn't just up and let her go. But I can't forgive what happened to me and what happened to my heart because the person, you know, she's dating has beef with me. He wanted to kill me he and his friends tried to kill me and when I found out she was dating this guy his name is Peter Parent bastard um my heart was in a state of shock not to quote Michael there but it's true my heart was in a state of shock um like like, my heart really was hurt off of that. Like, that man has done so much wrong to me. Like, that man has caused me, you know, to almost be arrested. Because he lied on me and said, you know, that I raped four women. Which I didn't, I never raped anybody a day in my life. And that really hurt me because, because they had cops at the program that I was going to. He had called the Justice Center on me. And that essentially almost ruined my life. It hurt me. And this dude has thrown two liter bottles at my testicles. Um, He has threatened to kill me. He has motioned it to me. And then like, I could be, you know, going down the hall and, um, and he would just be staring at me and like, watching me and like, where the fuck you going, bitch? Hey, that was just a little too much. And not to mention, I saw him. I I saw him making love to another man, and then he made he made up rumors about me saying that you know that I was you know bisexual and into men it's like I hate that word because no offense to the you know the bisexual and lesbians that are out there but I had you know bad experiences with the LGBT community but before it was called the LGBT community it was called the um the LGB community and the L 
the L um, GB community came out on Thursday, August 4th of 2005. Because, you know, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, you couldn't really be bisexual. It wasn't as accepted as it was as it is today. Um, and I don't really care for the LGBT community because members of the LGBT community, when it first came out, they didn't like me. And all because I'm a straight black man. And they want to enforce their ideals onto us and, you know, make it seem like we're not human. And that's not fair. And I was bullied by them. They caused some of my friends to hurt me, turn on me, and, you know, betrayed me. And so, well, I was abused physically and sexually by them and I was abused by a man his name is Donatello Jenkins and well I really don't like to talk about him too much because of what he did he fondled me when I was 11 years old and he put his hand in my ass. And he made me watch bisexual and lesbian porn while he was doing it to me. And I don't really like that. And that's another reason why I don't really care for that. And due to the fact that I went through that, that's why I don't like the, you know, the LGBT community because they tried to get me to join their gang and turn on my family and betray my friends. And I'm not going to do that because that's not how I roll. And... Like, for them to just flat out hate me because of who I am, that's not fair. And another thing, they're, you know, they're forcing certain things in certain forms of media that don't need to be. Certain kids and the youth don't need to know about, you know, a girl loving another girl. They shouldn't know about that and, you know, cartoons and kid medium movies they should have stuff for kids that they should be feeling safe to watch and in no way am I attacking the community even though I should because of what they did to me and what they still somewhat try to do to me because it's still somewhat going on to this day like they used to beat me up every day. And, like, I was hurt by 18 people. And I'm not saying I, you know, dated 18 people. I'm just saying, in general, I was trying to be friends to people. And they would betray me or hurt me in some way. And then some girls that I would go out with they would betray me they would you know see other people behind my back telling me or we come into an agreement and it wasn't fair because I was the faithful one 
in every relationship I've been in. I even tried to, you know, date some people that were real and they were online. And some of them I already loved. Some of them I was trying to get to know. But they didn't want to get to know me. And there's a couple people that I knew. And I'm going to name them like the person I really care cared about was Amanda Johnson. <laughs> she was my everything. I'm, I love her though. And I know she hates my guts because she felt like, you know, I played with her emotions and lied to her. But I told her everything. And here's another thing, guys. If anybody's to get in a relationship with anyone, they should get to know you. And they should honor you. They shouldn't go around asking you in personal information or asking you or asking you to um, pay their bills or give you gift cards. And then that's all the conversation will be about. Or if they want to go out with you, they shouldn't assume that you're going out with them. They should ask you if you want to go out. And there's a lot of people that have done that or that know I have a girlfriend and still want want me to be with them. And I always tell people I'm in a relationship and they tell me they, they don't care. And I would say I could work something out. But that's it. Like, I don't mean I'll still be with them or talk to them I'll still be their friend and try to get to know them because that's how you have to be as as the male you have to show the lady the utmost respect and that's what I try to do and and when I say I'll see what I can do that does not mean I promise and there was some individuals that took me as that was the promise. No, when it, when you make a promise, you have to say the words, I promise. When you're saying, I'll see what I can do, that does not mean I promise. That means I'll attempt to um, get you what you need. And then it's like, I talked to certain people and then like, the second day they asked me to marry them or they asked uh, me to pay the medical bills because their vagina or pussy were bleeding um and then this one girl I was talking to her name was Sarah Miranda like I loved her as a friend I was never in love with her and I told her that I can be as honest as I can yeah and I'm like I have a girlfriend I like I can still talk to you and try to get to know you but I'm not in love with you and I told her that and she goes well you're not responding to my texts is there something more important to me of course there was. There always was somebody more important to you because I wasn't with you. I was like I wasn't with her. Like I was trying to get to know her and then she tested my love to see if I could um get get her money because her uh stomach was bleeding from the inside from what she told me, which was a lie because if your stomach is hurting and you're not able to move, you should not be going outside walking to the store and then pretending like you can't move because your stomach hurts and you're bleeding from the inside and then she got mad at me 
because she said her account got blocked and she said it was my fault when she told me her account was already closed so it wasn't my fault it was hers because whatever she did she did something stupid and then she tries to blame me or guilt trip me she's like see how you uh you treat me no that wasn't me and i told you i had someone so like why are you bitching at me (laughs) because you are mad because i'm not responding fast enough to a text when i am busy doing something else or being faithful to my girlfriend i'm just trying to get to know people and be their friend but she and amanda johnson called me a liar which i didn't lie because i never promised them anything and then there was another one that called me a liar her name was Cynthia Lewis and all she wanted to do was talk about gift cards along with Sarah all they wanted to do was talk about you know gift cards and what they needed and what um what they needed but they never wanted to have a conversation so I can get to know them and there's one girl I encourage you to stay away from her. Her name is Brenda Rose. She was another one that did the same thing that uh, Sarah did. And I didn't like it because she, you know, didn't want to get to know me. She uh, was asking me for a social networking card. And... When you're getting to know someone, you should never ask them that. And I tell everybody that, like, don't ask me impersonal information. And don't make it seem like just because you think we're together, I should be the one taking care of everything you ask of me. Bitch, no, that's not how it works. And then people have gotten mad at me for that because, oh, I didn't um, give them what they want from me, no. That's not how it works. If you want to talk to somebody, you got to get to know them. You don't ask them for impersonal information because that's not right. That's degrading and you're being nosy and you don't deserve anything. Like, don't do that. And then it's like, come on now. She's going to talk about, oh, I'm going to take your pictures and put liar on every single one of them. I don't care because I know who I am at the end of the day like it doesn't matter what you say because I know who I am and the reason why I never did the reason why I never did what you wanted because you broke every rule I told you not to break and I tried to give you a chance I tried to let all of you get to know me but yet all they wanted to do was talk about what they wanted and what they needed like Cynthia Lewis um Brenda Rose Betty Scott all of them they just all wanted things from me and they never wanted to have like a general conversation with me and she and others have called me cat fish and said I wasn't real I was a fake person okay first of all just because I don't have a state ID doesn't mean anything doesn't mean that I'm not a real person like if if I literally take a picture of me send it to you and then you used to have the nerve to call me a catfish or call me not fake and then this one girl Mercy uh, Sandra she was giving me a hard time I felt like I was interrogated by her because she was like if you don't have your state ID or any driver's license you're fake 
bitch, I don't have a driver's license because I don't have a car. I never had a license, nor did I ever have a state ID because I never could really get one. And it just wasn't fair because everybody misjudged me. I recently had to fight for my name because somebody by the name of Melinda Jackson somehow tried to hack my <laughs> hack my page and was pretending to be me so like I had to make a whole new one and due to you know the pandemic and circumstances I am no longer you know a voice actor right now and are working because due to the pandemic and um you know with this recent uh incident I had to um change my uh Facebook and uh get other things sorted out because she was pretending to be me and people thought it was me and it wasn't and that almost ruined my life and then I had a friend that I grew up with but she betrayed me but because I wouldn't give her any sex because she wanted sex for me because she had clothes for me she wanted me to give her some and I refused to because she is older than me she's she's like in her 50s and she would call me like four or five o'clock in the morning and then ask me can uh she have sex with me and I told her no because I was with someone and she said if I didn't do it she would um call me a rapist and, and a child molester and a sex offender and sure enough somebody uh got on her page which I think was her because of how she spelled my name on there she went through with it and I almost lost my job again because of that and I recently had to fight my name and it's like I have to fight for my character I had to fight for my integrity and it was just too much and then when people miss take my words and um, twist my words it bothers me because that really hurts and I hate when somebody says oh I promised them something when I never say the words I promised because I'm the type of person, I don't like to try to make promises that I can't keep. Because I've had that happen to me. Like, I've had people, you know, say that they're going to do this and promise me. And then I'll look forward to it and then it doesn't happen. So, I never try to make a promise to anyone if I know I can't keep it. Now, if I'm able to keep it, then I'll promise. But if I'm not able to, I'll say I'll see what I can do. And that is the most honest answer you can give. And when the 17th came around and and I didn't have the card that I attempted to get, Amanda Johnson and a bunch of other people got mad at me. They were just calling me a liar, started dumping me, calling me fake. And she said, I prefer to be with somebody that's honest and trustworthy. Um, that's fine and everything, but you don't have to be rude to me and swear at me or, uh, tell me, oh, I'm not an honest person when, first of all, you gave me a Google number. You didn't really give me a real number. I was only able to talk to her on it once and that wasn't 
that wasn't fair. And it's like people hold everything against me that doesn't need to be. 